Welcome to Time Up, the podcast. You must be over 18 to listen to this podcast and in some places older. It is your responsibility to check. This is the personal view of a gay bondage plan and nothing is presented as an authoritative view. Always play safely. The use of the word boy on this podcast should be taken to mean a submissive male over the age of consent who identifies as a sub or a slave, not as someone underage. Many thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. time up the podcast this month we're going to uh, look at the letter b b for basics and beginners but before we do just want to have a quick wind back to last month with the alone one thing i didn't cover were things like ice locks and self timers and that for use in bondage now obviously they work they're a good idea in that sense the only thing i would say is please guys be honest with yourself don't set it for an hour if you're going to get cramp after 20 minutes because if you're on your own and it's a self-timer you're not coming out you're going to have to put up with the whole time it's better to start off with 10-15 minutes at a time and build yourself up as you know you can do it because you could seriously injure yourself same with ice locks don't forget <laughs> some to weather they're going to melt a lot quicker than others so just be very aware of what you're doing and how long this is going to take and the positions you're putting yourself in don't put yourself in any real danger that's always the theme of all these podcasts and part of the reason why we do them don't put yourself in danger so on to the basics how can you get into this crazy game that we all play well let's be honest it isn't that hard you don't need to go out and buy the latest fanciest bits of kit and uh, restraints and stuff like that yeah, we love them. I've got quite a few myself, but I've been playing for quite a while. You know, the sleep sacks and the restraints and, oh, the hoods and everything. There's a bedazzling array of stuff that's made these days. But you don't need to start there. You can start with something really, really simple. I mean, for example, one of the simplest things I ever did is a guy bought a pair of jeans, turned up in them, and I basically cut strips off of them up the leg and use them to tie them up. That works well. That's quite a horny scene as well. And a pair of jeans from one of the big supermarkets that do a budget range of that, 
lot less than paying out for rope and stuff like that. So that's a good place to start. Also, have a look around your house. You'll be amazed what you've got that can be used. You've got ties, um, belts, stuff like that, you know. And shoelaces, perhaps not ideal things to start with. And probably not your washing line. We'll come on to rope again later on. But, yeah, you, you have a look around. You'll be surprised the things you have got. Another cheap option is tape. Yeah, well, tape. It seems like a very simple option, doesn't it? Go and buy a reel of tape. You can tape someone up. Please bear in mind that the glue on tape is a liquid. If you get two reels of tape and put them together for any period of time, they're going to stick together. Yeah, you can pull them apart, but they are sticking together. That glue has moved. Put it down on a flat surface, it'll stick to it. So if you put that glue on your best suit, you're going to get it come off on there. Don't do it. And if you put it on your skin, it's going to take a layer off. And it's not going to pull the hairs on your skin. So you need to be a little bit more thoughtful about how you're going to use tape for the first time. Don't rush into it. Yep, you can put a base layer on. Cling film is not a good base layer. I find that it brings me up in a rash. Don't know why. Use it for food cooking, not a problem. I'm probably only using a little bit. But start wrapping someone in cling film and I come up in a rash, which I thought was really weird. It was really nasty, horrible red rash. It goes down quite quickly, but it's nasty at the time. So I tend to use a thing called pallet wrap, which is a commercial available stuff. You can probably pick it up on eBay and that. You can pick it up in the uh, fetish shops. Do you want to pay their premium? You know, have a look on eBay, Amazon, places like that for pallet wrap. It isn't an expensive stuff, and it will last you quite a long while. Uh, the other option, of course, is uh, DIY stores. You can buy paper overalls. Well, you can tape up a paper overall. That's not a problem. That's going to, you know, all right, you're not going to be able to use them again, but it's it's a usable thing. If you've got some old clothing that you want to dedicate to that, it's not a big issue. You can buy stuff to remove sticky mess from clothing, um, but don't rely on it for your best clothes. Um, be careful where you're putting tape. Tape across the mouth. Whole new idea. We've all seen it on TV and all that. A little strip across the mouth is never, ever going to work. Those sort of tapes, tape gags never work. You've got to go around a few times. It's got to be nice and secure to seal. And even then... yeah. It's not going to be fail-proof. And when it comes to gags, you know, you can use socks, football socks, stuff like that. The word of warning I'd put here, don't put anything in someone's mouth. Yeah, we've all seen the image of someone with a hanky or a sock stuffed in their mouth and it's tied into place. Horny, dangerous. Don't block airways. You certainly don't want to put something in someone's mouth if they're going to be lying on their back and can't get a good spit to keep it out from being swallowed. How can you get round this? Uh, tie a knot in a scarf or a football sock. That would make quite a good gag. It's not the best, but it does work a little bit. Uh, it's good for a first-time play. If you really want to stuff the, something in the gob, how about put a, another small sports sock inside a football sock, tie a knot just over halfway down, put the sports sock in, and then tie another knot. So there's a knot either side. It won't move. It's in the football sock. Put that in the mouth, tie it round the back. Yeah, that that will work for a while. Put a second one over the top, that might help. The thing is, you've not got a loose sock in someone's mouth that they could potentially swallow 
I block airways with. It is about safety. You know, if you're going to stick a bit of duct tape across someone's eyes, don't be surprised if they're going to get really miffed at you for pulling out their eyebrows. And certainly then it's going to hurt when it comes off them. So, yeah, be a bit sensible. Some people might be up for it. Some people won't. Rope. Rope is obviously the easiest thing we get hold of. It's all over the flipping place. Test it out on your skin. Would you really want that on yours? Nylon rope is awful. It opens and closes and it will pinch. Uh, nasty. It, it's not nice stuff. Um, cotton rope will stretch. But if you go to some of the DIY stores, they will sell a cotton rope with no core in it. That's quite nice and soft. Yes, it will still stretch. It's quite cheap. It's a good place to start. You don't want to go out looking on some of these websites and see the price that they want to charge for rope, I can tell you. Especially if you're not sure if you're going to get into this. Uh, once you get more advanced, the types of rope and that, the the hemp and the jute and oh it just mind-blowing absolutely mind-blowing and of course when you go and ask someone for help everyone's got their own opinion um yeah it, it's it's uh mind-blowing it really is but start off very very simple bits of cloth you know you, you can buy scarves and hankies large hankies bandanas rather uh they're, they're all good places to start i still use them myself there's there's nothing wrong with them they all work um <coughs> excuse me various uh scenes can come on from that you can all have a look around the house you'll find other things like clothes pegs you really need me to tell you where to put clothes peg i'm sure you don't there are yeah let your imagination run away with you if you want that should really be you look around and you, you'll realise how many things can be used. Again, watch what you're putting over people's heads. People need to breathe. I'm going to cough again. I do apologise. <coughs> the annoying thing is I did this podcast earlier and for some reason it didn't work out right. And I'm hoping this one does. Um, I've asked on Facebook. There are two threads on Facebook. One under my Facebook name, Dave TEU, and one in the Time Up group. And I've asked people there for for ideas and comments on what I should include. Um, yeah, obvious things here. Basic simple rope tie. Uh, I'll talk about that in a moment. Very hard for me to tell you how to tie someone on a podcast because you can't see. If you have a look on YouTube, believe it or not, there are people on there. Um, what's the safe word is one of the the good ones uh, a few others bound jocks has got some instructional videos on there uh, they're quite good they're quite good I would, I would recommend going over and look at those um yep i'm looking now at facebook at what people have suggested basic simple rope tie yeah i'll come on to that basically so i had to get a starter kit i.e diy stores rather than gay stores yeah yeah look around the things you can pervert you, know, you can buy duct tape cheaper in an ordinary DIY store and you probably haven't got so far to go to get to it. Uh, safety I'm going to come on to. Somebody else here has put basic safety. Medical shears handy for quick release. Yeah, medical shears are brilliant. You 
can get decent ones, reasonably priced, uh, bondage scissors and that from the fetish shops. Or you can go and look for medical shears, medical uh, bandage cutters, things like that. Uh, they're quite good. What you're really looking for here is one side of the scissor has a, a blunt leading end. It might have a, like a ball end or a flat end or something like that. You can slide under tape or rope or anything like that and cut. You know, and know that it's going to cut. Uh, I'll come on to that in again in a minute. Uh, that's one of my big bugbears. I think I might have mentioned it last month, but we'll come on to that in a minute about cutting someone out. Um, time communication with a friend. First time you get tied up with someone new. Actually, good advice for any hookup, it says here. I'm reading from a, a Mark Henning has posted this. And yet, yeah, I agree with that. No top should ever have a problem with the fact that you need to ring someone at a certain time. Don't turn around and make an arrangement with someone that you're going to ring them at 4pm, for example. Be a little bit more around 4pm, 5-10 minute leeway either side, because the pair of you are going to get into a scene. Yeah, yeah. trying to do it for dead-on times going to be a little bit more difficult. Give a window. It is a good idea. Any decent top will turn around and say, yep, yeah, no problem. What I normally do is set an alarm on my phone to go off a few minutes before that calls due so that I can make sure it's as near to the, the 4 o'clock, if you like, time as possible. Um, don't let a stranger tie you up in your own home. Yeah, pretty good advice. I don't think probably something needs to be said because there's going to be some people that don't think of that. But having said that, really the first time I ever played, I topped someone in their own home and tied him up. Yeah, it's a hard one to call. Yeah, it's sensible is don't do it. The sensible thing is don't do it. Uh, basic blood flow checks. Numbness in extremities on cold extremities is a sign of danger. The next is not a good place for cross, for ropes to cross. Got to, got to agree with all that. Numbness, pins and needles, things like that is the body's way of saying something is wrong. Stop. Don't try to work your way through it. Stop. Let the dom know you have a problem. Pins and needles in the hands, as I may have mentioned last month, I know it's one of my bugbears, one of these I keep saying, it could be a sign of something further up in the body. It doesn't have to be the wrist that's the problem. So, yeah, pins and needles are a rewarding sign. But stop. Get things changed. Even if it's just a case of loosening the ropes off a bit or something like that. Might be a bit disappointing if you suddenly feel that that's... Uh, going to make it easier to escape but uh, yeah, don't do it it's better to be safe as I've said before uh, he goes on to post about uh, don't leave a sub in a bondage in bondage unmonitored talked about that last month the main thing is airways always got to be able to breathe uh, yeah they've all seen the whole new idea of someone bound and gagged and, and left somewhere and yeah, sometimes we do it be sensible. Remember the people have got to be able to breathe. If they're laying on their back with something in their mouth, that starts to give problems. Can they suck properly, clear their throats of saliva, stuff like that? You don't want them to drown in their own saliva, and it can be done. Uh, so just be a little bit sensible. Don't leave a sub in bondage unmonitored. Don't do it. If you're a beginner, no. No. Don't be don't do it. Don't don't be so stupid. Um 
uh, yeah, you shouldn't do it. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Listen to Alone last month. The neck is not a good place for ropes across. The neck is not a good place for anything. Yes, you can put collar around it, chain collar, leather collars, things like that. But the front needs to be loose. If it's tight across the front of the neck, you're going to have problems. And they're going to be serious. So, yeah. Uh, I've seen handcuffs, uh, restraints, leather restraints on a belt that goes to the back of a collar. I don't like them. Um, I've My ones use a shoulder harness. I don't like attaching anything to the collar that's going to put pressure on the front of the neck. Uh, to me, that's a big no-no. You, you really don't want to do that. Uh, what have we got here? Uh, airways, you've got to keep covering airways. Please don't block people's airways. Uh, heat is another thing. Try and keep an eye on your sub. Don't let them overheat. It can be quite serious. Um, one of the guys I've played with on a few ba fairly regular basis, Nathan. About a year ago, I mummified him in plaster, but with whom? Mummification another time. How do you tie someone up with rope without cutting off circulation, but ensuring it's secure? Right. Um, e, uh, how do I tell you this on a podcast? Um, <coughs> right. Try and visualise this. You have two wrists. All right. Not too hard to visualise that bit. Wrap the rope around both wrists. Tie the knot on top or at the bottom of the wrists. With the leading edge, take it between the hands and the arm, cross over and bring them back through. Now tie another knot and give it a bit of a tug. You should now find that you've not quite got a figure of eight, but you've got rope pulling between the wrists. Uh, it's called cinching it. It makes it fairly secure and it doesn't put pressure on that vein coming down the inside of your arm. You've not put rope around the wrist. Yeah, once you get experienced in that, there are knots you can do and wraps you can do that will cover wrists and all that. But for a beginner, don't do it. Keep away from it. Um, it is a bit more advanced. And even after all the years I play, I tend to avoid going in that area. I do the same with the upper arms. Wrap rope right around the body and then pass rope between the arms and the body so it cinches it again. It pulls the bits together, pull the either side together. I hope this is making sense. If you need to, always drop me an email and I'll answer questions. Or if you're in London, come to Fetchband and I'll show you what I make. Come and ask me there. Um, I do the same between the legs, on the knees and the ankles. Um, one of the basic things you should know if you want to make it secure there are four places that I consider you need to have secured the wrists and the ankles are the obvious one the knees and the elbows are the next the reason for that is if you can move your knees independently you can work ropes around your ankles and similarly with your elbows you can work ropes around your wrists so if all that's done it's restricting the movement and it makes it a little bit harder to escape. To make it totally inescapable? Mm, good luck with that one. 
it's difficult. Uh, let's have a look here. I'm going down my list of all things. Checking. Uh, here's someone, Tom Wilkins, saying that uh, his buddy checks to see things are not too tight and all is well, but it still happens as I was enjoying it far too much to complain. That's another thing. Look out for a sub going into subspace, as it's known. Get into the moment. Uh, they're not going to be as responsive. They're not going to want to stop, even when they know they should. Um, safe words are a biggie here, especially when you're new. You do need a safe word. And stop is a good safe word. If you haven't got them gagged and you're not doing any heavy role play, what's wrong with stop? Why do you need a fancy word? Yet, if you're going to start doing like a tickling or you're going to go into something beyond the bondage, then you might want a control word. Because if you're being tickled, you might want to say stop without actually meaning stop. <laughs> hey, crazy, crazy world. Uh, there, you might want to use a word that really means no, that seriously means I need you to stop. But on the whole, stop is quite a good safe word. If you've got gags in play, then no word is a good word. How can you have a safe word if someone's gagged? Even if it's one they could talk round. It's going to be muffled. It's not going to be easy to hear. Uh, I usually use a shake of the head or shake of the arm, a hands, shake of the feet. Or another one I do, which I, I like as a, a way round the, the constant asking, is I put my finger in the sub's palm. And if everything's okay, he grabs it. So what's wrong with that? That that to me that's quite a good way of doing that. Quick firm grab of my finger, I know he's fine. It means I haven't got to stop and break the mood by keep saying, Are you alright? Are you alright? Because it does drive a sub mad if you keep saying to him, Are you alright? They they want to get on and play. Um I'm hoping this is recording. Safe words, Paul Williams. Safe words, set limits before starting, get to know who's tying you up before playing. It's okay to know, it's okay to be inexperienced or not tried something. Just be honest, aftercare. Yeah, there's a good little list there. I totally agree with most of that, or all of it. Safe words we've just covered. Set limits before starting. You can set your own limits. Even if you're a top, you're allowed limits. Someone says, oh, what I'd really like to do... Uh, you go out loud to her and say, not yet, that's too much for me. Or, no, I'm not interested in that at all. Uh, saying no is perfectly fine. It's okay to be inexperienced and not try something. Don't big yourself up. That's a good thing. Be honest. Start slow and let it build. Nothing worse and nothing will break the trust of the top. If you start building yourself up and you cannot take it, uh, it gets a bit dangerous. It's scary as a top to suddenly realise that what the subs told you is not right. Uh, yeah, don't do it. Uh, uh, if it's something you want to try, you've never tried it. Be honest. And a good top should then help introduce you to it and see if you like it and then push you further into it if that's what you both agree. So, yeah, honesty is a big thing here both ways. Um, what to do when someone doesn't listen to no <laughs> that's a really hard one that's that is a, a very hard one if you've said no and the top is not listening 
then yeah you've got big problems um you've just got to keep saying no you've got to keep wriggling until you eventually get released and at that point you've got to be very very firm and you've got to leave you must leave even if he's full of apologies and all that even if you accept his apologies leave both go cool down discuss it later because you know you need to process what happened yourself he needs time to realize he did something wrong talk online talk wherever you wish to talk sort it out later that's my advice to you if it's a serious one then there's nothing to talk about you just want out and that's the end you go around all the profiles and you hit block because that guy has seriously overstepped his limits uh, and you know that's the way it goes um, once you finish playing there's a thing called aftercare aftercare could simply be sitting down and having a cup of tea and discussing it all uh, when you play with a guy who gets into heavy subspace and I've done it a few times in that cup of tea is major you you need to give them time to to come back to this world uh, where they've they've gone off into subspace and sort of some weird wonderful world that we'd all have to be in most of the time but they need time to come back uh, it's coming off the adrenaline rush is probably the, the, the correct way of putting it we call it sub drop and tops get it as well you get top drop as well where you, you've really enjoyed something you've got into it you need to slow down and come back and calm down take it a bit easy nice cup of tea coffee whatever it is whatever you choose to drink uh, a nice chat uh, sometimes the don needs to do a little bit more nothing wrong with a cuddle and and holding the guy and just bringing him back and making sure that he's fine and and not still in subspace because you, you don't want to go out and drive their car when they're not with it because i tell you it's worse than uh, being on drugs or something you you need to be able to concentrate and subspace can be quite destructive so yeah aftercare is is quite a big one to learn um, so yeah the basics that you might want to have in a kit to start with uh, could be as simple as football socks bandanas ties uh, strips of fabric that you've cut from somewhere you know you don't have to get too fancy get a bit of fabric that you're not going to use anymore coats jackets trousers anything like that feel it would it work wrap it around your own wrists you'll soon know if it work or not you don't need to think oh we want to play bondage games let's go out and spend two and a half thousand pound at the local sex shop and get this that and the other because even then you're not always going to get that all sex shops are doing good stuff i'll be honest with you ebay is probably the most variable place of all an awful lot of their stuff is quite dangerous i would say um, you need to be prepared to order stuff off of eBay. You need to be prepared to put it in the bin when you see it. Uh, it can be very, very dangerous. Keep your safety shears handy at all times. Something goes wrong. Now, the I don't know whether I've mentioned this before. Um, I know I told lots of people about this before. If someone is tied up and they faint, chances are they're pretty safe in that rope work. 
unless you've put something around their neck and that's made them faint. First thing you need to do is try and bring them round. A lot of the time, the reason people faint in bondage is dehydration. Nice glass of water will stop that. Especially if you play in a room with lots of lights or heat or something like that. It's possible people will faint. It's nothing serious, it's nothing to worry about. You need to bring them round. If you're a hefty great guy and you're playing with a, a little lightweight guy, you've not got so many problems. If you're a small guy and you've got a big guy tied up, you've got problems. You need to look at how you're going to get them out of bondage. People will reach for scissors and cut someone out. Where is that person going to go? If they're unconscious and you cut all that off, where are they going to go? That bondage kit that's holding them in place is no longer there. You've cut it. The worst thing I've ever seen happen is people cutting from the top. If they're standing up, they're going to fall forward. And if their legs are tied, they're not going to thank you. So think about things. In a club, it's a lot easier. If someone faints, you've got people around you. You can get people to do things. Send someone get a glass. Uh, give the guy a tap and a bit of a shake. See if he can come round in a club. Get two people to stand there and hold them while you get them out of bondage. And cut from the bottom. Logical stuff. Uh, I'm not saying don't ever cut someone out. But it's not the first thing. Within a few seconds they could come round if you give them a bit of water and a bit of a shake. But seconds, not minutes, seconds, they need to be got out of that rope, out of that restraint, whatever. And I'm afraid you're going to have to cut them out. Um, that That's just the safety thing. But make sure, do a quick assessment. If you cut them out, are they going to be safe? Because if they're not, they're better off left where they are for a while until you can sort it out. Um, do I want to say any more on the basics of bondage? Yeah. Keep it simple. Keep it cheap. You don't need all the fancy kit. <laughs> We'd all love it. We'd all love it from day one. My kit's taken me years to build up. Um be careful when you do try using stuff. To make sure you're using a bit of quality. Uh, once you move away from the basics, yeah, a bit of cloth is a bit of cloth. It's not going to hurt anyone. But a cheap leather restraint can do damage. It can fall apart. Um, yeah, be a bit careful. Try and watch what you're doing. Try and assess things. Now try... Try and be a bit cold about things as well. You do need to step back from time to time. And, and the heat of the moment, the emotions are running high, the feelings are running high. Take a step back. Is this safe? Have I covered every base? Do I know what this is going to work like? As a top, you are allowed to be an experienced as tool. You too, as well. You've got to start as well as anyone else. Uh, there's nothing wrong with an inexperienced top. As long as they are honest. And you'll find that there's plenty of experienced subs that will play with inexperienced tops. Uh, and will help you give you a bit of feedback. What they think you could have done a bit more. What you could have done less. Um, things that didn't really work that you need to work on. Uh, take it as help. Don't take it as criticism. 
then of course you have uh, oh dear sorry the mind has gone completely went for a walk then uh, yeah so you haven't got to have the most elaborate kit learn a reef knot that's a good one that's I should mention uh, left over right right over left <laughs> I don't know how many left from me right I know how to tie a reef knot look it up online uh, it's a basic boy scout and medical knot it will be there it's a good knot to learn as opposed to the wrong way of doing it which is called a granny knot the reef knot will come undone easily so make sure you know how to do a reef knot very very good knot to do and that's one knot that you really do need to learn you can get away with any others a reef knot you need to um i've tried not to arm as much but there you go the annoying thing is i've recorded this earlier and i've had to redo it so that's the basics what do you need in your kit well a bit of nice soft rope if you can get it um ties bandanas tape in the right way uh what else use your imagination look around the house you'll be surprised what you can find belts uh, old clothing I'm looking around the room here and I'm thinking oh my god travelers have got too much of the, the expensive stuff here these days um, yeah go for it go and have fun don't put yourself in a situation where you're trying to meet standards this isn't work no one's going to mark you you haven't got to pass a test in it you're not a failure because it goes wrong first time you're not a failure because the sub escapes. Because hell, that's what it's about. It's about having fun. Both go and have fun. I'm assuming there's two. If there's more of you, good luck to you. Enjoy it. Um, moving on from that, good thing if you're new to bondage, I recommend going clubbing. To Obviously, I will recommend Fetish Bound. If you're in the Midlands, then Manx Bound in Manchester. And if you're north of the border, then Scott Bound in Glasgow. Uh, we're really happy to see new people. We always take a bit of time out and try and help if we can. Uh, Fetish Bound, we now have loan kit. We've got some rope and stuff that you can borrow. And that loan kit box will appear soon. We just left it all lying loose last time. But we're going to have it in a box and we're going to start adding bits to it that you can use and borrow. Um, that's always a good way of seeing some kit. If someone's got kit at a club and you're thinking about buying it, talk to them. They'll be happy to talk to you, unless they're in the middle of a scene, obviously. Pick your time. Um, there are other clubs around. There's the Bondage Masterclass coming up in London. And if you look on the Recon website, that's got links to that there. Um, that's the Wolf, London Wolf Pack that do the demo there. They're very, very good. Very interesting to hear the demo. Uh, boundpicks.co.uk are also holding a, a bondage workshop which is usually sl much smaller, more intimate, much more involvement there um, with Sadat and Sabat from America, who are very good presenters uh, if you go onto their website you can find tickets there but don't leave that too long because as I say always a smaller event, much much more intimate so have a look at that um, also on the event front, I would mention London Pride if you're in London. If you want to come and walk with the pups, go to puppypride.social. They've got uh, wristbands there for the Pride. They are also running an excellent pre-event and an after-event. 
uh, which means that you'll have somewhere where you can actually leave clothes if you get changed that's going to be secure, uh, somewhere you can have something to eat before you start, and somewhere where you can go afterwards to have more food and drink and socialise. Um, we will definitely be at that this year. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Uh, I want to have another cough, excuse me. <coughs> um, yeah, I think that's about all on basics. Thank you very much for sticking with us. If you want to ask me a question on this or anything about the podcast, then the email is daveteu at btinternet.com. Um, please put podcast in the title it'll help me find it because sometimes they do get lost next month i think we're probably going to talk chastity for c and i'll probably get a couple of the guys that have either experienced it or have a view on it next month um i think that's probably about it for this month so thanks once again for sticking around and uh play safe if you've got any feedback or any comments on what i've said please feel free to let me know play safe enjoy it um don't put yourself in a situation where you're stressing about this too much it is supposed to be fun and escapism just be safe have a good one and i'll speak to you next month guys <laughs>